Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. everybody hello and welcome to not just blowing smoke coming at you live from twin smoke shops studio headquarters here in the 724 lounge in hooks in uh londonderry new hampshire um be sure to subscribe to us here on facebook or youtube wherever you're watching us from if you're watching live if you're listening after the fact on podbean iHeartRadio, pandora spotify iTunes, Google, or wherever else you may have gotten this podcast from, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't ever miss a thing. I am Pastor Padrone, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Pat and Dave, and tonight we are doing our quarterly review, looking back at the uh, latest releases from the last quarter of the year, that's October to December. Um, There have been a number of different uh, releases from a number of different companies, we're going to try and hit at least the ones that have come through Twins. Uh, and while we're doing that, we're going to be smoking one of those cigars, the Stillwell Star Holiday Y 2022, which features an Ecuadorian Habano uh, wrapper, San Andreas binder, and various fillers, including some uh, pipe tobacco, specifically Cavendish, Burley, and Virginia. It's a uh, Toro. 6x52, typical Toro for Saka. And uh, what else do you want to say about this, Pat? I yeah. know you have some other information on the cigar. Yeah, so I sat with Jeremy over the summer, and we talked about this, and the only thing that I can add to it is that the um, 2.5 um, of the 16 grams of the filler is the light-leaf pipe tobacco. Right, so it's not much. Yeah, it's a small amount. And there's a little bit of a... Uh, some flavorings. Yeah, it. this um, is kind of an aromatic, which is typically yep. what a holiday blend is. They have uh, the tobacco was pressed uh, with vanilla, chocolate, and caramel. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't know the story of the Stillwell cigar, Steve Saka of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust is also a pipe smoker, and he smokes three, four bowls of pipe tobacco every day, in addition to all the cigars that he does. And for somebody like myself and Steve, who love both cigars and pipes, you realize that there are tastes and flavors and smells, aromas that are unique to pipes that you just don't get with cigars. And Steve wanted to create a high-end cigar that he could share some of his favorite uh, smells and tastes from pipe tobacco with. So we worked with Jeremy Reeves, who's the head blender over at uh, Cornell and Deal, a uh, very big, well-known uh, pipe tobacco manufacturer. And they came up together with the Stillwell Star. And one of the things that you find in uh, pipe tobacco 
in the pipe tobacco world is that a lot of companies typically will come out with a holiday blend. They'll come out with something for Christmas, for the New Year's, call it holidays. So they don't piss anybody off, but they're Christmas blends. And so Steve Saka is kind of mimicking that by coming out with a holiday blend of the Stillwell Star. So it's a one-off. It's only available uh, one time of the year. And um, there you go. That's all I think I need to say about that. And we are drinking a uh, one of Twins' favorite um, uh, cocktails here at the lounge, a uh, old-fashioned, which is what, Pat? Uh, so they do... Two ounces of Old Forester. It's either 100 proof or 86 proof. I mm -hmm. think currently we're using the 86 proof. And then just your traditional bitters and a little bit of simple syrup if you want. Yeah. I usually yep. go up no syrup, but house usually uses syrup in it. So. Oh. Here it goes. Ooh, he caught it. Very good. <clears throat> more than I could say for Bree. She would have dropped it. <laughs> anyway. She would have broke something. Yeah, probably. Um, so as we're getting into the cigar here, you know, it, it hit me as I was getting the final touches on the show notes for today that Christmas is a scant three weeks away. Shh. Three Shut the front door. weeks. Are you guys, does that, A, does it bother you? Or does it excite you? And, and, and you know, Next, are you ready? Are you ready for that yet? Or are you one of these late people who's like running around, getting ready for Christmas the very last minute? That's Dave. usually what happens. But I, you know, I like to think that I, I, I try. Like my Christmas tree is already up. So, <laughs> my, but that what was. What are you talking about? Christmas is tomorrow. It is tomorrow, Dad. Oh no. <laughs> But I, that's because I left the Christmas tree up all year. So <laughs> all I had to do was plug it in. <laughs> so, you know. Are you serious? Yeah, I had no place to put it. So I just left it there and it wasn't in the way. So I just unplugged it. So Christmas time, plug it in. So there you go. Yep. We each have our, our ways of getting ready. <laughs> You're apparently very prepared. That's good. What about you, Pat? Uh, I've do, you, do, do you have to do anything to get ready for Christmas, or is that still, you know, you just let Christmas happen because, you know, you got mom, you got dad, just, they do everything, and you just enjoy what they do? Yeah, I just kind of let it happen. <laughs> I mean, it's, this is a finals period, so I'm, I'm studying every excuses, day. Excuses, excuses. Well, that's what it is, I'm, and I have a placement exam to get promoted. Plenty of parents with finals that have kids. Still make Christmas happen. No excuses. Yeah, um, <laughs> but, you know, I have a placement exam to get promoted to a third year, which is on Christmas Eve. Oh, jeez. So, I don't really <laughs> feel like it's Christmas until Christmas Day. So Yeah, yeah. That's are you, rough. Are you going to be able to enjoy Christmas, having just had a final on Christmas Eve, or are you going to be, like, dead? Yeah, I'll probably be dead, but, it'll, you know, I'll be able to relax and be stress-free for a little bit at least. So it'll be good. All right. All right. Well, now that we're a little bit into the cigar, um, this is not Steve Saka's typical thing. Um, what do you guys What do you guys think of this? It's got a It's got a lot going on. So, with me, um, 
This is like really one of those like taste and aroma kind of cigars. Mm-hmm. I think like on your palate, you get a lot of those Nicaraguan flavors in, in the cigar. Again, like most of the cigar other than two and a half grams is, you know, traditional dark tobacco that we use in cigars. So on the palate, you get your traditional like, you know, oak wood. I get kind of a pine cone, kind of like maple kind of wood, which is probably from the... Um, the pipe tobacco pine cone is very Christmassy. a little bit of leather and then the retro hails where you kind of get those you know vanilla some chocolate you know mm-hmm. you can say that caramel but i think a lot of it comes from the aroma of the smoke mm-hmm. i think that if you had like a smoke eater and you're smoking right in front of it and it just pulled all the smoke straight out of the cigar from your mouth you wouldn't get as much of that sweetness so i think you're really getting that room note from the pipe tobacco and it kind of Again, like taste and smell, aroma, it, it can, you know, that's how you get those nuances from the right. light tobacco and the cigar. Which I do like how we didn't sweeten the tip of the cigar, by the way, too. That's one of the differences between this and the aromatic, correct? Mm-hmm. Is that uh, this isn't sweet-tipped. Um, why do you prefer the non-sweet-tipped? Because I think that it, it makes it more of a cigar a traditional cigar smoking experience. So I mm-hmm. think that if you have somebody that might want like a more naturally sweet cigar Mm -hmm. this is more approachable because the cigar itself isn't really sweetened i mean again like the fillers which we talk all the time about how little the fillers really speak in a blend it's it's a lot more that wrapper and then all the fillers together but you can kind of like lose those little nuances in each individual filler and with this cigar like the light tobacco is a really minute part of the blend so if you still want to have that kind of I'll call it like Christmassy kind of unique smoking experience. You can get it with this and enjoy it, but not having that sweetness doesn't really force you to have like those big flavors really pronounced on you. Again, I think if you were like a mouth breather with a cigar, so you just, you know, did just, you know, smoking your mouth and out the mouth, no retro, I, I think it would be very easy to like not notice any of the light yeah. tobacco in here. Yeah, it's, it's definitely in the room note, the aroma of the cigar that you experience a lot of that what about you dave what are you thinking i was i've always since i i've smoked this a couple times and since i've been trying to like figure out what i'm tasting and i finally got it it's like smoking a hot chocolate with whipped cream but someone didn't add the sugar So it's creamy. Do you, do you, add, do you add sugar to your like, to your hot chocolate? N- not you. I don't usually have to. It's usually pre-sweetened. But that's what I mean. You know, like the old. So you miss the sweet tip. If this if this had a sugared cap. No, no, no. I'm would, not saying it would probably be like mm, there's the sugar, but we'll doesn't don't, doesn't it remind you of like a hot cocoa? But it's, like unsweetened. It's, it's got it's like got if you took unsweetened chocolate and made a hot cocoa out of it with whipped cream. You know, it's got like that creamy, and it's got like a. I feel, I feel like this is loaded with cocoa, mm-hmm. like baker's chocolate. Yeah, I I can definitely appreciate that. Um, I think that's the. You know, I know it wasn't chocolate that was added; it was caramel, right? Caramel is one of the flavors. Caramel, vanilla, chocolate, caramel, vanilla. Oh, chocolate too. Mm-hmm. So okay, chocolate, so but the, the I was going to say the San Andreas binder would really add to that mm-hmm. you know, those cocoa notes um, so yeah I, I, I see what you're saying it's it's not super sweet like a hot chocolate no but it does have that kind of hot chocolate it's like yeah like if you sweet cap this I feel like you'd be smoking a hot chocolate 
Pat's wondering whether or not he agrees with this. What do you, what do you think, Pat? What's your response to Dave's description? I kind of track with what he's saying. At least I can understand what he's saying. I mean, I, I definitely get some sweetness out of the cigar. You know, like, I, I guess if I had to... Well, yeah, but, like, tobacco sweet. But, I mean, I'm not talking, like, sugar sweet. Well, I think it's a little bit sweeter than you would get in, like, a traditional cigar. But I guess the, the if you had to put, like, a name of, you know, what it tastes... Maybe. Like, the aroma of it is, I think it's similar to, like, what a hot chocolate smells like. You know, mm. like, when you drink hot chocolate, it has a different taste than it smells. Yeah. But it still smells like yeah, a hot chocolate. it smells like a hot... Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're not getting, like, that sugary sensation no. on your palate, but when you mm-hmm. smell hot chocolate, it has, like, that kind of, like, no. savory aroma of the chocolate. So I, I guess that would be how I explained it. I think if you... We should pair this with if, hot chocolate. <laughs> well, that would be a good pairing, I think, with this cigar. But, uh, you know, I, one of the reasons I wanted to do the old-fashioned was it is a sweeter that, drink. No, that, that sound and, I haven't even had any yet. And but I, smoking it and taking a sip, I think the sweetness of the of the uh, cocktail really brings out a lot of the sweetness and, and the cocoa notes in the cigar. And I find it very, very nice. You know, uh, now here's the next question. Would you call this like an aromatic? I, to me, yeah. to me, there's, there's it's a fine line between, you know, y- your acid, your tobacco, your Java, your, you know, but does it have to be sweet to be an aromatic? No, and I don't think all of the, um, I don't think all of like acid cigars have that super sweet tip either. Um, the twentieths I don't think have much of a. Oh, you all, cap. I think, I think it, it just goes away after like a few minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I think you know Steve's goal with the Stillwell was to create a cigar that imparted some things that he enjoyed that you go, oh, that's not normally what I get in a cigar. Mm-hmm. But it's a cigar. And that's that's been one of the things that, that I've noticed about all the Stillwells is being being a pipe smoker, I can go, oh, I can I can pick that out. Right. The English blend, the the navy, the aromatic or the, mm-hmm. the Virginia Perique, the the bayou, um, and his blend. But I don't leave thinking this is going to replace my pipe, you know. No. It, or if I'm a pipe smoker, I'm not thinking I'm going to leave it and, and, and go into cigars. You know, that this is, it, it's a cigar. It's a high-end. It's cigar first, like you know, like Steve said, yeah. Yeah, it's a cigar first, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, now, anyone else have anything to say about the pairing right now? Before I go on to the next. Any of the fashion yet. It um, it kind of introduces like one of those, you know, like those like. I think I've used this one before, but like Valentine's Day, you have like those variety of different chocolates. Mm-hmm. The um, the one that has like the orange kind mm-hmm. of frosting inside of it. Yeah. Uh, dark chocolate. That's kind of what the pairing introduces. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it works really well. Yeah. You like it, Dave? What are you doing? People are seeing your belly there. I know. Uh, All right. So there's a number of things coming up at Twins. We'll talk about that while Dave does whatever it is he's doing. Um, and the next big thing is our 7 Alley Christmas event. Speaking about pipes, 
this coming Saturday, December 10th, from 12 to 4 p.m. here at the Londonderry Store at Twins. And in addition to having a amazing selection of pipes, and I don't, this is, this is the largest amount of Savinelli pipes I think we've had here since I started this, uh, since I kind of started doing these annual events. And um, there are pipes for every taste and budget. They start at around 120 and they go up to about 1200 bucks. There's some real um, beauties there. And um, that's going to be a fantastic, fantastic time. Uh, Kaz Walters from La DC Distribution Group, who is the uh, uh, company that markets Savinelli in the United States, is going to be with us. And uh, in addition to that, we're going to be doing a kind of a winter wonderland event alongside the pipe show. And to enter into that event, uh, the cost is $30. And once you go back to where the event is, you're going to have all those favorite winter drinks, hot uh, coffee, tea, and cocoa. But you're going to be able to spike those and enjoy them with uh, Red Breast Irish Whiskey, um, uh, furnished by Tequila Talia for us. Uh, there's also going to be Turkish Delight. There's going to be Christmas cookies. There's going to be a holiday blending competition. And I'm really excited about that. We're going to have a, a number of... Uh, component tobaccos and we're going to try and everyone's going to have an opportunity to blend their own holiday uh, pipe tobacco and um, uh, Kaz is going to pick the best blend from that and the there's a number of different prizes it'll go for some people but the number one prize is a uh, Savinelli uh, Christmas pipe and uh, the person will be leaving with that. And in addition to that, if you do the event and you enjoy the, the, uh, the drinks, the cookies, the, the smoking, the pipe tobacco back there, you're going to be able to take that $30 and put it towards the purchase of a pipe should you want to buy a pipe at the show. Um, it's going to be a great event. It's typically one of our best events of the year. You're not going to want to miss it. And Kaz is going to be with us uh, the following week on the podcast on uh, Tuesday. So next week, Kaz is going to be with us. I'm looking forward to that. Um, which brings up which brings up another thing here. Do any of you miss doing the, the pipe section on the show? Don't ask me. I do. I, I, I miss I, it. I miss it. I miss it. I miss it. Not that, you know... I understand that most people, you know, here are in in the in the lounge or smoking cigars, and you know, you're a cigar guy, you know, you, you'll you'll smoke a pipe, you can enjoy a pipe, mm-hmm. but it's it's not really your thing, you know. But I've, you know, and yeah, it's it's not like new pipe tobaccos are coming out all the time, and it it certainly you know has been a kind of a relief to try and not worry about what new pipe tobacco I have to bring in in order to do something on the show. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I do think there are people, especially people who download the show, who look forward to that. And so um, next week we're going to be including a pipe uh, on the show with Kaz. 
Um, we'll talk a little bit more about what's coming up next week a little bit later on the show. But uh, I'm excited about that. And then the next event that's coming up here is the Toast Across America dinner on December 15th from 6 to 8 p.m. That's going to take place at the Oscar Barn Greenhouse in Hooks at New Hampshire. Uh, tickets for that are $200. And before you go, wait, 200 bucks. Let me tell you. A, this dinner is benefiting the uh, Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, which goes to support uh, some of the poorest um, neighborhoods in the Dominican Republic where Arturo Fuente and J.C. Newman Cigars are principally rolled and where their workers are. Um, and that foundation does awesome work. And a part of your ticket price, you know, includes supporting that foundation. And in addition to that, you're getting this huge four-course dinner. It's going to start with appetizers, charcuterie boards, with uh, meats, cheeses, dips, crackers, breads, all sorts of things. You're going to then get a King Caesar salad. Then you're going to get prime rib. That's the main course. Roasted uh, duck fat, roasted potatoes. Duck fat. Duck fat. When you put things in duck, it's just awesome. Seasoned squash. There's going to be chocolate triple crunch with raspberry sauce for dessert. You're going to get three drinks along with that, along with your uh, dinner. You're going to get the Toast Across America 2022 pack, which has the Opus Shark and the Julius Caesar Shark in it that you can smoke at the dinner. You're going to get rare. You're going to get access to uh, rare Opus cigars and Fuente cigars the purchase of which is going to benefit the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. There's going to be a cash bar, too. If three drinks aren't enough for you and you want to go hog wild, you're going to be able to. It's going to be an awesome night. It's going to be a great time. Only 50 people can go. The tickets are almost gone. If you have been thinking or you're on the fence, you need to get off your butt, call Twins, talk to Pat, talk to myself, talk to Dave, and... Get yourself a ticket before they're all gone. It's going to be a fantastic time. We're really looking forward to this. And, again, that's uh, uh, Thursday, December 15th, 6 o'clock at the Oscar Barn Greenhouse in Hooks at New Hampshire. Do you need to add anything else to that? I think I hit everything. Yeah, I think that's, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ding. Yep. All right. So show. the theme for tonight's show is the fourth quarter review. And... Um, Pat, you know, compiled the list. I, you know, digitized it because paper is so, you know, 19th century. Not that I'm totally against paper, but this is so much easier than paper here. You know what I'm saying? It's good for kindling. Yes, that's true. If you have a fireplace. Hmm. But you have how many? Five? Four. Four. I don't use them all. They all work, but I really only use one or two. And we have a wood stove, too. Mm. So that, that would be five, if you count the wood stove. Four fireplaces and a wood stove. But they're not really for, that's not really how we heat the house. It's more for ambiance and stuff like that. What? He's so stoic. <laughs> you can smile, Pat. It's, it's Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, so 
let's talk a little bit about some of the cigars that have come out in the fourth quarter. Um, right, and I, I these were put in the order that they were written on the sheet. They're not in any kind of particular order at all. Um, and I think what we do is we just talk a little bit about them, what we think, what we, th- uh, how they're doing, and uh, and move on. So first on the list, Selected Tobacco came out with two new things. First, an entirely new brand, the Alfonso series, named after Nelson Alfonso, who is the mastermind behind Selected Tobacco and the Byron Atabay Bandolero brands. This is named after him. And um, uh, also, it came out with a line extension for Byron, the Byron 1850. Um, both of those cigars are um, part of a project in which he has been a- using uh, French oak in addition to cedar to age these cigars in. The Byrons and Atabays up to this point have been aged in uh, a room that's lined with seven different kinds of cedar. Some of those cedars are for aromatic purposes. Some of them are to keep pets away. But um, the way he ages, raising and lowering the humidity. Um, genius. It, so that the cigar, you know, basically exhales the tars and ammonias in the leaf and then breathes in the cedar um, and really kind of what he says purifies the cigar uh, it is just been genius. I don't know anyone else that does that. And now he's doing it. He, you know, French oak, you know, is, is used for wine barrels and French wine and stuff like that. And um, he wanted to try and incorporate that in with things. These two lines are the result of having sat in that room for five years as cigars. You guys got you guys got to understand what most of the cigars downstairs in our humidor, once they're rolled, they go sit in an aging room and they sit for two, three months, maybe six max. Five years after they were rolled. It's crazy. And every two weeks, the humidity and temperature goes from 70 percent humidity and 70 degrees Fahrenheit down to 40 degrees um, humidity and Fahrenheit and up and down, up and down every two weeks for five years. It's freaking amazing. Those cigars are nuts. They're v- and that's one of the reasons they're as expensive as they are. They're a super premium cigar. Um, the Alfonso's start at uh, $40 and go up from there. The Byron's, uh, you know, uh, are in that price range as well. Um, what do you guys think? Have you had Have you had those yet? I know you have, Pat. Look at the uh, the Alfonso's a really good cigar. It's kind of um, if you're more of like the Atabay smoker, I think that's going to be in your wheelhouse. Um, the blend on the top of my head, I'm trying. I know it's an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper on an Ecuadorian Connecticut binder. I think it has Peruvian, Nicaraguan, and Dominican fillers. Yeah. Which these are the two cigars that he actually tells you what's in them. Everything else. I was else, gonna say he usually doesn't say. Yeah, nothing. everything else is is you know undisclosed. But um, it was good. Uh, I know a lot of different podcasts and publishments have been giving it you know like high nineties to hundred. <clears throat> um, I thought it was it was a really good you know medium bodied cigar to me like when it comes to like the flavor and the aroma and then the uh, byron 1850 was i would say one of my top cigars of the year because the 
I think it's a Ecuadorian Habana wrapper on that one. I forget, but then it's an identical binder and filler. That one had it reminds me of like the Byron Poemas. Yeah. So it's a little bit more medium plus, but the unique thing about that, I mean both of them because of the French oak and just like the way that they age it with the cedar is, if you cut the cigar, you do a cold draw. It literally tastes the way that like a really like one of those like Savoy humidor smells like kind of like that sherry kind of cedar like that sweet cedar like it's it's just like the 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 taste in the cigar before you light it so it was pretty unique mm. 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 yeah i had both myself and um i love the alfonso thought it was great for a you know a lighter medium bodied cigar the byron 1850 i had the number three unfreaking real that cigar was awesome i have <laughs> never spent 45 dollars on a cigar but it was worth it it was it was one of those things no it's not an all it's not something you have all the time it's a special occasion cigar um to me you know christmas thanksgiving your birthday you're getting married you know something like that um or you just need a little pick me up something special that's a great cigar to get um only a few hundred boxes of each of those sizes, whether it be the Alfonso or the uh, Byron 1850, are produced and will be produced every year. So, you know, you think about that, you know, four, 400 boxes of a size for the earth. That, that means, you know, if you see a box, get one, put it away, or better yet, get two, smoke one and put the, put other, the other one away. You know, very good stuff. Um, next, you got uh, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, which uh, one of their cigars, of course, is the Holiday, which we're smoking now. And uh, the next one that they released in the fourth quarter was the uh, Mikarita Black, the Saka Khan, which was announced at the Summer's PCA uh, and just came out in the fourth quarter. Um, it's the third extension to the Mikarita line, and um, I thought it was awesome. Excellent. Great, great cigar. Um, Mikarita, I think, really, to me, has kind of three major profiles as far as flavors go. Um, there's the cocoa notes. There's kind of a espresso and spice. And there's Earth. And the original Mikarita focuses more on those cocoa notes. The uh, Tricky Traka, the red-banded Mikaritas, focus more on the coffee and spice. And the Saka Khan focuses more on the earthy notes of the cigar. Not that those other notes are gone, just one comes forward and the other goes back kind of a thing. And I really, really enjoyed it. If you like a good earthy cigar... It's going to be hard to beat the Saka Khan. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yep. You want me to go? Yes, yeah, <laughs> sure. It, you know, it's a. You can even interrupt Pat. You know, it, that's what they do on talk shows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The uh, Saka Khan's like probably. Well, it's in the running for me for Cigar of the Year. Um, like when he first released it at PCA, I noticed the band color, which is like that silver and black, mm-hmm. and it's identical to the Liga Privada number nine. 
So, you know, a lot of soccer smokers are kind of waiting for him to make that cigar again. And, I don't know, the Meat Frito line has always been kind of one of my favorite cigars because it's, one, it's a kind of a passion project for him. Again, like, Meat Frito translates from Spanish to English as my mistress. He always says he has an affair with his wife of tobacco. So that's where the name came from. And then the Soccer Con, when I looked at the blend of it, I was interested because it, I, I kind of, it looked like what would have been a competing blend for the Liga Pravada. And so the blend obviously has Connecticut Broadleaf Wrapper. Mm-hmm. It has that San Andreas Cote Botanto Negro binder. And then it has fillers from uh, the Dominican, Honduras, and Nicaragua. So the new Liga Pravadas that have been coming out, this sh- like, you know, the H99, the, um, the 10 Anniversario, they have a San Andreas binder, and then I believe, I think there's a Dominican leaf in the, on the 10 Anniversario. So it, it's interesting because, like, that seems to be, like, potentially you can conspiracize that it could have been a competing blend for the number nine. If you smoke it, it does have that same kind of profile as the nine does, and, it, you know, it's, it's really, really good cigar. And, again, like the double Corona... I believe that was the first size of the number nine made, actually. Um, so, and I know every year he's going to do a new size of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of interested to see what the other Vitolas are going to smoke like. But, yeah, that is a really good, consistent cigar. Did you have it too, Dave? Yes, I've had a few. It's uh, it's definitely, that's that's right now is my favorite cigar of the year. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, well, it's 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 up there with mine, too. Um, that's interesting. Uh, we'll talk more about that a little bit later on in the show. Um, next uh, up is Tatuaje. And interestingly enough, you put the advent calendar down as a late quarter release. It's not really new cigar, but it was it was something. Huh? Cigars. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not a new yeah. cigar. It's a uh, box of cigars, cigars. you know. But... Um, uh, and then they came out with their uh, DB. What's what's the deal with the DB? What do you, do you ever able to figure out what that stood for? Uh, so it used to be the DD. I was looking at it. So the DD was a broadleaf wrapper version of that. I think it was made for a a B&M or a shop. Mm-hmm. And then the DB is a regular release that uses a Sumatra wrapper. So that's okay. the only difference. And it's one of those like thick bellicosos. You're right. Right. So that's. Oh, I know about it. Okay. But and uh, then you've got Drew Estate released the ho- the blackened line. Did we get that yet? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. You want to talk a little bit about that, Pat? Yeah, I'll just make one comment about Tattoo Wall. I put the calendar on because, I mean, we still have some, so if someone wants to get it for themselves and, and open it up. It too. Yeah. But there is new cigars in there, and they're all... Petite Coronas, and m- a lot of those cigars aren't offered in a Petite Corona. Yeah, that's that's why I, I could agree with Pat for mm-hmm. it, because those are sizes that everything that is in there is never released in. Okay. So they are kind of new. Yep. I can get along with that. And then, so you talk about the blackened? Yeah. Yeah, so that was a, um, th- there's a blackened whiskey that Metallica um, corroborated and made, and then the black end was made by Drew Estate to kind of pair with that whiskey, or is it a bourbon or whiskey? I think it's a whiskey, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a whiskey. So that's um, Maduro to the core. So I, the um, so oh, it has three leaves in oh, it. That's Maduro. Darn. 
So it has, I believe, a San Andreas wrapper, a Pennsylvania Broadly binder, and then mm. some bra uh, Maduro for the fillers. I'm not sure which one it is. Yeah, er, er, all the tobaccos used for the cigar are Maduro leaf. So it's like if you like the Underground, I think it's pretty compatible with that. Um, it's definitely a really nice rich cigar. The um, if you did the uh, Freestyle Live event, you had the um, the Churchill Robusto and Toro, but then they came out with the Corona with the initial release, and that one's a really good smoke. If mm. anyone hasn't had that one yet, like just that's really good. Yeah, me. Haven't had any. Didn't know we had it in. Thanks guys for the update. Appreciate it. You're welcome, Dave. <laughs> kind of a soft launch so far. Um, <clears throat> then there's the uh, uh, Forged, released the uh, Big Payback in the Nicaraguan and the Maduro. Who? Room 101. Oh. Yeah, so blends on those, I don't actually... I know that the the Maduro Payback has that Connecticut Broadleaf, and a lot of their blends have, like, Nicaraguan Dominican fillers in it. I'm not sure what the binder is. And then the Nicaraguan's obviously a Nicaraguan Puro. Um, I don't think they use AJ for that one. I don't remember. But the uh, Nicaraguan was is, if you're going to say, like, an under $8 cigar, that's probably my favorite cigar of the year that's under 8 bucks. It's phenomenal. It has like that nice kind of like sweetness to it. That night from the Dominican, I don't know, Dominican tobacco. From the um, whatever the Nicaraguan tobacco is, it has a nice amount of spice to it. Really well constructed. Mm -hmm. They have four sizes, I think, of it. So and then they're all, you know, around eight or under eight bucks. Right, right. Fifty count boxes. Yeah. Um, then we have the most expensive release ever from Foundation. The uh, Senature Cigar, which celebrates the 100th anniversary of the discovery of King Tut's tomb, um, <coughs> which uh, replica of which is in the basement of the Highclere Castle over in England. Um, that's yeah, a one of the very interesting cigar. In tomb, yeah. What do you know about that, Pat? Uh, Blend-wise, I know it's very aged tobacco. I think the wrapper might be 10 years. Uh, I don't. They didn't completely disclose what tobacco it is. No, they did not. Um, I think it's the same wrapper as a Victorian, though. I don't know if that's a Ecuadorian Habano, something like that. But um, I smoked it, and it, it, it was it was good. You know, I, I think when you put something at thirty three dollars, where like the manufacturer that to tobacco you get, which is Agonorsa, doesn't have their own thirty dollar cigar, it's kind of tough to make that work. Um, did you say tut? I think if you like what Nick does, it's definitely worth trying because it's a different expression of, you know, the Victorian, in my right, opinion. It, right. was, it was very much like the Victorian. Personally, I would take the Toro 15 bucks any day over it. But, um, yeah, if you like the Victorian, again, it just that Vitola and he utilizes a little bit more aged tobacco. So it does kind of give it more of that kind of like musty nuance to it. So mm -hmm. it's definitely worth trying if you're a fan of that portfolio. Was the Olmec another cigar that came out in the, in the fourth quarter, or so, was that late third? I think it was late third, and I think we were waiting to get it, but it came out. Yeah. So I, 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 I think I probably missed that one because I, I don't think we talked about the Olmec yet. No, I don't think we have. That that was an awesome cigar. Um, yeah, we're sold out. Yeah, 15 to $18 a stick. 
12 count boxes that come in a Claro and a Maduro, uh, four sizes of each, um, from Coronas up to a, a 6 by 60 Gordo. Uh, they're all box pressed. Um, that's an amazing cigar. I think it's one of my favorite things he's come out with. That's the other one that's in the running for me for the cigar of the year. Would be the Olmex. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, it smokes like, to me, it was like a Padron supplement. Mm -hmm. It very much reminds me of Padron. Um, I think it's funny because, like, so they use a um, stock cut San Andreas from the Maduro, and they use the Olmec to supplement shelf space because the tabernacle is the crop three years ago was not really usable so there's not a whole lot of tabernacle i think it's funny it's back ordered already <laughs> so but yeah no that, that's definitely if you if you haven't been stocked somewhere like those things are phenomenal yeah. phenomenal cigars mm -hmm. and um another uh cigar that recently showed up at twins was the uh, christoph pca release the vengeance box press perfecto my favorite vengeance your favorite vengeance mm -hmm. dave we did that on the show a couple of weeks ago and uh, I thought that was a great cigar. I've always liked the Vengeance. The uh, Perfecto, in particular, has been my favorite Vitola mm -hmm. in that line. And um, I, I was really glad that they did the box-pressed version of that size. Right. No, because I, I feel like it, it made the Perfecto perfect. Mm -hmm. you, liked it, you liked it better than the original? Yep. Yes, I did. I thought it was awesome. What about you, Pat? Would you agree? Or disagree? I agree. Kristoff's funny because it's like the first because all their TAA releases are box press versions of an already existing blend. Right. And they kind of like early days taught me like what box pressing can do to a cigar because each mm -hmm. one that they've done has been you know like it, it, my favorite Kristoff changes every year based on their TAA release. So I'm excited to see yeah, San Andreas. Can, can, can we talk about the? Yeah, the, sure. So I'm excited to see the the one that they're making the uh, box press San Andreas Perfecto for Twins 25th because again like that box press TAA San Andreas did really really well here and I'm just kind of interested to see what that Perfecto format can do for it. So. Right, right. That hasn't shown up yet, um, but it will soon. Um, we're actually going to be uh, smoking that on the 20th. So the our Christmas Hopefully. episode. Um, we will be having those on the show. Nice. And uh, with Lee Graves, who's the uh, new rep for Kristoff. So I know we'll have them because he's coming. <laughs> and he'll have them regardless. But uh, that's, uh, I agree, Pat, that the San Andreas box press uh, that they did for the TAA back in 2019, I think. Yep. Yep. That was an amazingly popular cigar. Um, for twins and so getting that same blend in the uh, perfecto and in the box press perfecto i think is going to be amazing um, then you come out with uh some cigars that are well no let's talk about one other that's been out for a little bit the uh, agonorsa anniversario corojo was uh, another uh, fourth quarter thing we did that on the show with uh Bellavance mm -hmm. a few weeks ago and uh, what a versatile cigar that was you could drink just about anything I, with that. all the beers in the world with it yeah. mm -hmm. and then um, some cigars that have literally just shown up that we knew were going to be uh, coming in December um, today uh, the Rocky Patel Edge 20 uh, came in the 20th anniversary Edge 
and the DBS came in. Now, I know you were with Rocky uh, a few days ago uh, at, for the launch of these at um, another place um, that was celebrating its 100th anniversary, mm -hmm. you know, which is pretty freaking awesome. But uh, you want to tell me a little bit about those, your experience with Rocky? Yeah, um, so are we Party. Are we doing Rocky next week? We are. So I'll save a lot of it for next week then. When is, is Mike's going to be here with us? Mm -hmm. So those did come in today? Yeah, today. We, they, they just came in. So I'll save a lot of that kind of background on it. But, yeah, so two cigars, DBS, double broadleaf San Andreas, and then the 20th anniversary Edge. Um, so the, the Edge uses a uh, Sumatra Maduro wrapper, 10-year age. Again, I, I said this in front of Rocky, and he was staring a hole through my head. So he didn't correct me, but he didn't say I was wrong. So I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I was on another podcast doing it, and, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, did he forget he told Charlie what the blend was? I don't know. But so a, um, so it's the original Maduro wrapper. Well, it's not the same one that's on the original Edge, but it's the Sumatra Maduro wrapper. You could just say you got it from smoking it. They believe you anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and then a 10-year age Honduran binder. And then the fillers are, so he has Panama fillers, which is kind of the highlight of that cigar. Um, we'll talk more about it next week, but mm -hmm. the edge was really what got Rocky is his name and reputation during yep. like the late 90s, early 2000s, during the boom. You know, all the Don Nobodies, you think, you know, making cigars because the demand was so high. Yep. No one was using Panama tobacco. And it had a very unique characteristic to it. And the Edge originally had no band on it. And then he just had it in those big, like, factory, like, 100-count boxes. People started releasing cigars similar to that box with no band on them, claiming to be the Edge. That's why Rocky then put the foot band on the Edge. If you open the band up, it says, look out for counterfeits. This is the authentic Edge, whatever. So that's the Edge. Um, really, 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 really good cigar. Um, I was forced to give a rating for the first time on that. I gave it a 9.5. Mm-hmm. Um, Phenomenal. How much money did you get? I, I got nothing. I, that, <laughs> I, I wasn't lying either. I was. I had very little things to say about it. Um, that were negative. That were negative. <laughs> um, you always have very little things to say about things. But. And then you have the DBS. That blend, honestly, I have no clue what it is. I've I've been told from like, trusted sources two different things. I believed it was a San Andreas wrapper. A um, a broadleaf binder and then there is nicaraguan broadleaf and i don't know what it is though i don't know it, there's yeah. two broadleafs and then a san andreas somewhere and that cigar i i've smoked numerous times now um i'm not going to give my opinion about it because it wasn't the best but those cigars i smoked were shipped in a freight um <laughs> airship you just gave your opinion about it <laughs> well it, it, I, it's just it's saying. not <laughs> it, it, it's not a confirmed opinion because rocky sent them here for that celebration and it wasn't done the way he would have done it and he usually ships it in humidified um, controlled containers and then they sit for a month before they get sent to the shops and that didn't happen with the cigar so right. i i can't give an honest opinion about it because it, it's not ready to smoke yet so right Right. That's fair, then. Okay. Then uh, another cigar that came in today was the uh, Asylum 10th Anniversary 11 by 18. Ooh. Um, interestingly, you know, to kind of put things in perspective, Christmas. Yeah, asylum, that's an Christmas, 11 by 18? Christmas typically, wow. you, the Christmas season, at least the last few years, and this seems to be a trend, high-end cigars are coming out around Christmas. And I think, you know, the idea is, they're gifts, you know. People are going to spend a little bit more money. That's, That's what, what Opus does. So, 
you know, you've got the Alfonso, the Byron's, 40, 50, 60 bucks a pop. Um, the uh, Davidoff Royal Release, that was, you know, new, new batches of that came in. You're talking 80, 90, 100, $120 for those cigars. Then uh, you've got the, now the Edge kind of defies that. That's, you know, 10, 11, 12, $13 a stick. The DBS is 20 to $23 a stick. It's not cheap. It's another, you know, kind of like a white label. It's a high end from Rocky Patel. And um, all you have to do to know is to look at the boxes. They come in boxes that hold the boxes. And it's this um, almost like a suede kind of top to the box with hand-stitched DBS in orange, you know, done onto the box. They, they look incredible. It's a, it's a very, the presentation, Rocky is awesome at presentation. Mm -hmm. um, he has some of the best presentation in the business as far as I'm concerned. Um, the Asylum uh, 10, uh, 11 by 18 is also a $20 cigar. Hmm. And that's interesting because Asylum, you don't think of Asylum with, with big cigar, bucks. Yeah. Big bucks uh, yeah. Each cigar, it's a, cigar it's a 20 yeah. count box, but each cigar comes in its own coffin. Oh, wow. And it's a big kind of oversized Toro, you know, maybe six and a half inches, and it's an 11 by 18. So it slightly tapers at either end, but not so much that you frankly really notice it but it's enough kind of like it's enough as you're smoking like a, it you'll notice like it. like a neanderthal yeah where it's like very very mm -hmm. yeah like, very the, like the hn yeah yep and um another cigar that that came in today along with the uh asylum 10 11 by 18 is the uh, aroa 50 by 10 which celebrates uh christian aroa's 50th birthday and also the 10th anniversary of uh, CLE cigars. So is that like an A size? Yes. Yeah. It is a 10-inch by 50 ring gauge That's cigar. crazy. They come in... Super Lancero. They come in nine-count uh, boxes. And it's, uh, again, you know, so it's nine 50 ring gauge cigars. Um, it's, a, it's a true A in, in that sense. And those are also $30 a stick. Uh, so... Very few cheap cigars came through the doors uh, today at Twins. Even but the M81 was respectfully, respectfully priced, mm -hmm. you know. The blacken? Yeah. Yep. Eight, ten dollars a piece. Yep. Um, so, you know, the, the Edge 20th anniversary, that was close. You know, ten to thirteen dollars a stick. That's pretty average. And, you know, for, for, cigar, for a cigar that has 10-year-old tobacco in it, that's a pretty dang good price, too, you know, um, and uh, very, very good. But that's that's what I've got on the list here um, for what came out in the fourth quarter. Um, so looking at these and kind of thinking back to, you know, it's we're going to be doing our Cigar of the Year episode in just a few weeks. So now that we've kind of... We're looking back over the fourth quarter and then more than that over the year. Um, were there any surprises that came out, you know, either in a good or a bad way, things that came out this year 
that kind of stand out to you? And I'll be honest, the the Rocky Patel, the, the Edge 20th anniversary, I was not expecting much. You know, I, I'm like, why would you make a high-end Edge? <laughs> you know, it was like. Yeah, that caught me off surprise, it too. Was, you know, I, it I was literally a, raised an eyebrow. A, a six or seven dollar cigar when it came out. It was, it was, it was, you know, an. A, a great value everyday smoke and so coming out with a 10 year age tobacco you know cigar that um, literally is like almost double what the cigar cost when it when it came out um, I mean how but it was really good I was I was really really impressed and um you know, another thing that really impressed me too was Foundations Olmec. I didn't know. I, I love Nick. I love his stuff, um, but the Olmec uh, was a fantastic cigar. Everything was great. Very, about that. very the different from what everything else was. You know, the uh, the amount of like um, story that was put into it. Mm-hmm. You know, everything was great about that cigar. Pat, any surprises for you? Um, yeah, so I, I'll echo... came out as expected. I'll, I'll echo w- with The Edge. I think when they released The Edge, it was kind of a joke in the shop, just because you're like, why, why? <laughs> and, yeah, after smoking it, again, that's... that's <laughs> 75 other labels aren't enough, Rocky? Yeah. You had to come out with another Edge? Well, The Edge is competing for my number one right now, Um, and I I wouldn't have expected that to happen. Mm. Um, Yeah, and then The Olmec was really good. Again, I was shocked that it's not in stock because it's supposed to <laughs> keep shelf space. Um, and then I was shocked with... I wasn't shocked with the soccer con. I guess that met expectations. Like, that's a phenomenal cigar. And I, when, I, when he said he was doing that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going to be it. Um, and then there's one more that I was going to mention. That the, the, um, the Byron 1850, after smoking the Alfonso and being like, oh, this is, this is pretty good, but, you know, whatever. I wouldn't buy it again. Having the Byron 1850 with the same kind of aging, like it's it's that is a insane cigar. Like I was so caught up guy when I smoked it. Like mm. I I would buy another one, you know, and I probably will buy another one. Um, and then what else? I'm missing this one cigar I wanted to mention that I didn't mention. Oh um, I think we, we forgot to mention the. I don't know if we have in the shop, but we smoked it with Adam. The, the A. Chapman Nicaragua Corona isn't mm-hmm. that like considered new this quarter? It's a new size, yeah, that's true. So yeah, I don't know if it's this quarter, but but it's new for the year. We're now we're kind of expanding that. Uh, okay. What stood out for the year? Oh yeah, so if if it's a whole year, I mean West Tampa, new company, really good stuff when they started. Mm-hmm. Ozinger, really good yeah. company, good stuff when they started. I think the, the street tacos took over the humidor. It seems like we always have to order more of those. Yep. Yep. Um, those those are amazing. Which, when those first came out, like the original street taco came out fourth quarter last year, we were all kind of like speculating about it. I think we did that on the um, the FDA food branding yep. for yep. kids episode, and we all kind of had comments about the branding of it. And then it, it ended up standing out in the humidor a lot this year and it, throughout the whole year it's it's been selling and then when the uh, carnitas came out same kind of traction um his more core line stuff i guess i was shocked when we brought it in because i thought those would move as much as the street tacos but they haven't at least from my experience yeah so that did shock me because they're really good cigars again they're all you know they are under they're, over. they're all they're all really really good 
but the street taco, for whatever reason, is just a runaway hit at Twins. At just, both stores, It too. just doesn't taste like anything else, and it's like a nice, savory taste to it. Yep. And you the know, price I, on them all, too, is I feel like reasonable. A, a savory cigar is not usually in that price range. Yeah. You know? And, you know, not for nothing, too. It's a 16-count box. It's an easy box buy. Yep. You know, um, you're only getting 16 cigars, but, you know, you're not asking, being asked to put out a couple hundred bucks either. So it's it's uh, easy for people to buy that cigar uh, in bulk by the box. Um, I would agree, too, the Street Taco was really a big surprise. Um, two cigars from Altidus, the... the um, the one that you mentioned, the uh, Upman Nicaraguan by A.J. Fernandez, the Corona especially, amazingly mm-hmm. good cigar. And the uh, uh, line extension on the 1935 uh, anniversary series for um, Monte Cristo, the Espaso, the Espaso the fat was boy. just blew me away. That I mean, was those, those cigars were great, cigar. but... You, you don't typically think that a, a 60 ring gauge cigar is going to give you the the best flavor experience of the blend. Box press it, it changes and everything. And it that's did. It was it was just incredible. Yeah. Still, that's one of my. It would be one of my contenders for cigar. Of the you year. know what we're missing because we have, probably because we haven't had it in stock is the Amaforte Natural Toro. We forgot about that one. The what? The Placencia Amaforte. Oh yeah, the the uh, Ed, the Eduardo. Yep. yep, Eduardo. That was another really good that one. That was another really good one that came out fourth yep. quarter. Um, and, again, maybe the reason we sold out, I've ordered more, and they haven't shown up yet. So they're just out of sight, out of mind yep. <laughs> kind of a thing. Um, that's the w- one frustrating thing. And I know we're still dealing with COVID stuff. And you're not only dealing with COVID stuff, but, the, the you know, the borders were opened up and a lot of – workers that were in the factories you know (laughs) left to run into the u.s and so a lot of these companies have been scrambling to hire and train new rollers and that's one of the reasons that cigars have been hard to come by um you know that part was the the farming yeah the same the same farmers how steve talked about it steve saka said on the last time he was on the show you know in 2019 there was a decline of uh, cigar sales mm-hmm. and farmers grow to a mean so they didn't grow as much and then COVID happened and everybody and their brother was like yay let's smoke a cigar you know and there was nothing to nothing to provide them with and then you know sales went up 30% that year it was crazy mm-hmm. yeah in 2021 it was the same thing 30 more percent you know and then this year it was like what an additional five so that's yep. like 65% in three years an industry group mm-hmm. that's unheard of anywhere yeah, you know, and then so. you think about these things. Like I was talking with uh, Roy from Perdomo, um, that uh, a lot of their farmers and rollers left for for the United States <clears throat> once border stuff opened up, and um, so employees that they had had for you know, one of the, one of the things that kind of makes Nick Perdomo stand apart is his retention is is amazing. You know the average the average person, you know up to up to <laughs> this year I guess, you know at his place was was 16 or 17 years, the average, you know That's out, crazy. and they lost a lot of people who were there 15, 16 uh, up to 19 years, 
they they left and so you had to find new people to to harvest you had to find new people to plant you had to find new people to train to to roll stuff and um you know it's just uh you know that's one of the reasons that things have been tight in the industry as well that you don't you don't often think about unless you're you know in the middle in the middle of all this stuff um what are what are some cigars we've already kind of hinted at some of this what what are some cigars that are rising to the top as your choice for uh cigar of the year for us here at not just blowing smoke um for me it's between the sin compromiso powder the mi Corita, um soccer con the edge uh, 20th and yeah maybe and then like i guess the fourth spot on my contender list is between like the 1850 and then the uh 20 acre farm mm. okay dave what about you sorry what was the question <laughs> what cigars are rising to the top of your list for the best of 2020 the uh the Saka Khan twenty twenty two. Yeah, the Saka Khan, the Olmec. Um and well those are it right now. I have to smoke the other ones that I haven't been able to smoke yet since they've come mm. in. We'll see. Um Saka Khan And the Eduardo. Saka Khan for me too. Um I thought the Eduardo was, was And the Espresso. Was yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh Saka Khan, the Espresso. There's a lot of cigar, good cigars this year. Um the the Olmec, um, the Byron 1850. I don't know if I'm going to be able to try that one. That's a little pricey freaking, for Dave. Freaking amazing, great cigar. Um, it's going to be tough this year, I think, to come up with. You should do which, that on the which, show, Dan. Which <laughs> leads to uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, which was up until now we've done kind of our overall best new cigar of the year. And I like the idea of choosing a cigar of the year that is a newcomer. I, I you know, I, I think we should stick with that. Um, but but there might be some. We've talked about it on and off the show about whether or not there would be value in doing different categories, like you know, a best limited edition cigar, and which then you could talk about. Byron's or Alfonso's or the uh, senators of the world, which are really limited releases that are not ever going to be available widely to anybody. Well, we should. Um, we should do like best super premium, best uh, PCA, best, you know, something like that. Yeah, best value cigar of the yes. year. Yeah. Um, I already have a pick for that one. I'm sure you do. Yeah. And it is. The uh, street taco. No, well, the Drew Estate, the uh, the blue label, the um, Nicarustica, Nicarustica, yeah, the Rustica. Adobe, the Adobe, yeah, that is a fantastic cigar for the price. Mm -hmm. Would we want to do that? I would. Yeah, I mean, I, my thing with a lot of like different reviews is, you know, having so many categories almost every cigar falls into something yeah so i think if we had maybe 
you know, like condensed kind of three categories, like maybe best limited cigar. I think we should do a super premium, premium, and budget. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do super premium and premium. I don't know. Because like, there's some or premium do, that I think are better than super premium. Or you could premium. do, you know, premium cigars, uh, PCA, and budget or something like that. Uh, I, I would just put PCA and limited. I would do limited, limited, limited cigar, release. best cigar, and then best budget cigar. That's what I would do. If it were me, but yeah, well, we can. We we've got weeks. We can still talk about it, you know. But what I'm thinking is that maybe this year we'll we'll come up with several different cigars for different categories. But we're still going to pick one overall cigar of the year. You know, but we'll we'll expand it a little bit so that. Uh, well, I think the cigar of the year should not include like. The rare or the super premium, mm-hmm. you know, in in following with our thing that you know it should yeah. be available. Yeah, I, w- I would like cigar of the year to be, you know, a cigar that is in regular production, even if it's in limited regular, regular production. Yeah, but regular but, production, but it's regular so production. At some that point, we'll be able to smoke it. Yeah. Right. Right. No. Uh, were you putting your hand up to talk, or were you like? Fingering mm-hmm. Typing into the Just air. Just hanging out. <laughs> Just hanging out. All right. Feeling the space. Um, what's the final thoughts here on the... Um, so now I feel like it's, star it's changed in the final third where now it's like I still get that kind of like that creamy cocoa, but now it's got like... Um, like that smell of a Christmas fruitcake on it. Christmas fruitcake. Mm-hmm. Pat. <laughs> yeah. Follow that up. Um, I dare you. Christmas fruitcake. I'm it's um, go. I'm go. Christmas fruitcake with creamy cocoa. I was kind of echo what I said in the beginning. I think it's a pretty linear cigar. It's not. I don't think too too many things change with it, which is a good thing for a lot of people. Um, you know, like that sweetness is there, but it's very fainted. Again, fainted? like yeah, like faint, faint. Yeah. So it's there, but it's not like overpowering, and mm-hmm. you know, it like the aroma and like the room note of the cigar is what introduces a lot of those sweet notes. So, yeah, I think it's um. I'd probably say it's probably my favorite still. Well, yeah, I think it's better than the. Well, it's, I like it more than the original aromatic number one, just because oh. the sweet cap on it. It, it. it would be close to the navy, but I would say that this one probably takes what, it. Do you, you just not like the English or something? I think that's the best one. Period. Subjective. Just, oh, yeah, it is. Why do you like the English? I think it's it's got like the. It's got, like, the best parts of a cigar and the best parts of an English tobacco. You know, it's a nice medium-plus cigar. Um, it's got... It's so rich in flavor. I feel like, you know, it intensifies as you go down. Uh, you know, just like you would if you were smoking a, an English in the pipe. You know, I think it, it's just it's exceptionally well done. Okay, how I feel about it. It's my favorite. Of the Stillwells. Mm. Um, I think this is a solid uh, addition to the Stillwell line. Um, 
I like the flack. The flack. I like the fact that it's not. It doesn't have a sugar tip either. I think it kind of helps you appreciate the different flavors that are in the fillers. Um, I think sometimes the sugar cap, like in the uh, aromatic, kind of it almost gets in the way of of some of the aspects of the cigar. But uh, very very good. No construction issues at all. We've all been smoking this along and. Is it really ever with a Saka cigar? Like, it's, mm. it, that, it's like, you don't run into them as often with Dunbarton, I feel like. No, no, it's good stuff. And I thought the pairing was very good, too. Mm-hmm. I thought the sweetness in the old-fashioned really brought out those aromatic flavors in the uh, uh, tobacco and the cigar. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was very refreshing. It would go well with a hot chocolate, to your point. And... Uh, a hot chocolate with like wet, wet red breast whiskey in it. <laughs> that would go even. Yeah. Wet west whiskey. A little, a little yeah. slice of fruitcake. Mm-hmm. Maybe some fruitcake. <laughs> Not that I would eat the fruitcake. Yep. Yep. Just yep. to smell it. Mm. Well, you can get it if you want to smell it, Dave. I'll just pass. I'll just get the hot chocolate and a little bit of whiskey. That'll be good. Um, next week, like we said on the show, we're going to have uh, Mark uh, La Riviere from Rocky Patel. And uh, Kaz Mike, Walters Mike. Uh, from La DC Distribution Group. Both of them are going to be on the show. And uh, we're going to look at two other newcomers from the fourth quarter, the Rocky Patel DBS, which we've talked about, and a newcomer in the pipe tobacco side, GLP's Bank Side, mm. uh, which is also very, very good. Anything GLP's. He's like a the, – he's like the uh, – I'd love to get him on the show. Yeah. He's like the Steve Sock of the – pipe tobacco world as far as I'm concerned. Yep. He's on the isn't he on the board for Esoterica too? Well he was on the tasting board. There is no tasting board now. The flavors are all done and out. So. Oh okay. Yeah. Yep. But he helped make them basically. he helped bring those brands to market, yeah. So that's it for tonight. Hopefully you will be here this time, eight o'clock next Tuesday. And if you're anywhere in the uh, New New Hampshire area, come by, sit in the lounge, and join us on the show. It's going to be an awesome time. And that's not just blowing smoke, people. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at NotJustBlowingSmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking on a fat cigar.